On this episode, we talk about Bloodborne, why it's special to us, its aesthetics, and what other games can take from it. Yes, we talk about Bloodburn. Bloodburn. This is a long one, folks. Oh yeah, we talk. We talk about eyes. We talk about blood. Have mercy on the poor bastards. <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome to Halftone Takes High Contrast Conversations, where we zoom out to see the bigger picture. I am one of your hosts, Adam Bucheri, aka the host of the nightmare. And I am uh, the other host, Corey Revis, aka the Kodiak Crackman. Um, <laughs> and if I'm not the, mistaken, the Kodiak Crackman, <laughs> the Kodiak Crackman, the one and only. Yep, yep, yep. So. From what I've, if my ears do deceive me, Mm -hmm. uh, what you just said, I think I know where this is going. Oh! (laughs) Oh! Let us sit and whisper feverishly. Uh, Yeah, today's topic, uh, kind of rounding out what I consider, you know, uh, some of the essentials for just like topics that we are constantly, endlessly, annoyingly <laughs> talking about. Uh, but in the spirit of Halloween, is Bloodborne, baby? Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> uh, one of our, uh, both of us, uh, you know, absolute all-time fave. Oh yeah. Uh, and and so so much to talk about it. So this uh, episode is going to be. Uh, roughly divided into three topic questions, one of which is, what's your relationship to Bloodborne, Corey? Uh, What makes it the coolest fucking game ever made? (laughs) And then, uh, what do you think other games can learn from it? Oh, okay. So, what's my relationship? So, so starting off, yeah. Uh, What's your relationship? Because you, before Bloodborne, were kind of cool on From Software Games. Yeah. Um Yeah. I guess you could I guess you could say that. Um Let let's say I had like a different skill set, I guess, when it came to video games. I played a lot of like other types of stuff and like um Bloodborne as well as like way like basically from software games period or Let's let's be honest. A lot of it is about the difficulty. Um, when really, in reality, it's just about patterns. <laughs> yeah. If you if it's a if you can play Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga, you can play a From Software game. And I'm not it's lying. It's <laughs> considerably more manageable than its reputation, with yeah. the exception of like. Uh, I feel Sekiro crosses the line uh, a little bit to me, but this is episode isn't about Sekiro. <laughs> yeah, well, let's not let's not go on a rant about Sekiro because I have some words about that game too. But because <laughs> uh, that is not my favorite. However, I will say that basically most from software games, um, they have kind of a pattern to them. They have, you know, like I said, it's basically it's methodical slow not twitch reflexes type stuff like that so basically Mm -hmm. if you're patient you'll love these games because it's all about patience 
It's all about making the move when you make it. Being intentional. There are games that demand that you pay attention. Yeah. Because if you're it, all you you don't even have to be that good of a gamer, I guess. Because I'll I'll be honest, when I started playing like these, uh, when I think you showed me like the mm-hmm. first uh, Dark Souls game. Now, and and this funny thing is, I played Demon Souls way back in the day on PlayStation. And I didn't even know what I I was just like, this is a cool game. It's kind of hard, but it's cool. <laughs> and I was like, okay. I didn't know it was that big of a thing. And so like Well, when, it wasn't at the time. I mean, yeah. I I remember distinctly like being surprised and uh kind of thrilled that they announced a Dark Souls 2 because I was like, "Oh my god, that means it's gained enough traction and people actually care about it." And now it's, you know, so inescapable that that seems silly. Uh, yeah. But it never felt like a sure thing at the time. I I guess that's I mean, I guess that is the the thing back then because everybody also forgets that that's the same company that made Armor Core, which is awesome. <laughs> Armor Core is always awesome. So I was like, wait a minute. They're going back to Armored Core? Yes! <laughs> I kind of did that when they announced uh, that. I was like, oh, that's awesome because I loved Armored Core. Like back yeah, in the day. Yeah, I, I, so. I don't think I've ever played an Armored Core. Yeah, who does? Who who has played an armored core? <laughs> it's I mean, they the made same a thing bunch as, of them. Yeah, they made a whole bunch of them, and like everybody is just like, "Oh, it's it's armored core," but no, medieval stuff. That is that's where it's at. I'm like, look, I like on, a castle. <laughs> you give me a but, good haunted castle. It's really good. Yeah, well, especially for. Here's the thing. Um, because I was let me go back to my original kind of story is like you introduced me, I think, to the first Dark Souls. And I was like, mm-hmm. this game is pretty cool. This game is like very expansive. And that's one thing I really like. I like just yeah. going off the beaten path, not necessarily being told where to go and finding stuff like the Zweihander, mm-hmm. this giant sword that I was like, that was new. I just went off like to the left and and i was like what's down here this giant graveyard with a whole bunch of bone lords let me just <laughs> run around them because i ain't fighting nothing and oh giant sword apparently it's one of the best weapons in the game <laughs> i'm like wait what well so, i mean yeah uh it, it's the bravery of like putting cool uh shit that lets you kind of jump the difficulty curve like real close by but also just making it scary and intimidating to to go get it. Oh yeah, it's uh, it's super scary. Like, well, but that's the thing is, all these games, all from software games, are basically that way. Like, it's obviously intentional. Make everything threatening, even the little guys. Therefore, yeah. you don't do anything. <laughs> I mean, you can, but here's the, like here's the thing is, a lot of the times. And, and like I said, this is, for me, a lot of the times in those games, especially the Dark Souls games, I was like, yeah, that's that's cool. That's cool and all, but you're not going to get me to go that way and beat that boss three times or whatever just to get 
I don't know, a little lore tab and another sword. Give me a break. <laughs> you're gonna have to you're gonna have to really entice me. And um like Dark Souls 3, which I dabbled in, I didn't beat, but I was like, mm-hmm. okay, this has kind of a lot of variety, but still this game is like pushing it where it's just like, okay, that's a lot of effort for you know, cause, and this is just my opinion, but like the Dark Souls uh, 3, mm-hmm. it has way more variety, but way less style, in my opinion. When it comes to like weapons and movement and stuff like that, I'm like, yeah, that's cool. But everybody, but it's clear that I have to use this. If I don't use this, I am severely handicapped and I'm like, oh, man. Because I've I've got some beefs with Dark Souls three that yeah, like yeah I, yeah, I feel I like it's uh, both from aesthetic and gameplay. Uh, I know a lot of people love it. I know a lot of people love it, and you know I'm not gonna say like oh it's straight up trash, but I how I play and you know how I play because I told you this and you went wait what <laughs> when I told you how I played mm-hmm, Elden mm-hmm. Ring, which is a whole nother. Uh, thing, but I was like, okay, in all these games, I'm just fat rolling everywhere because I don't care. <laughs> I'll take so it weird. to the head. Yeah, everybody's rolling around like crazy. I'm like, no, why would I want to do that when I can just walk up the stuff and just take it and then just stab them <laughs> with all that weight and strength? That's why, like, I always go strength faith, but I heavy on <laughs> strength though. And everybody's mm-hmm. like, why would you? Because I like carrying a big shield. And yeah, but that's... Big shields are cool. Yeah, because they're cool, though. That's that's what I was going to like go with. So, push that up. But you know to, a game that doesn't have shields? Yeah, I was going to say, push that up to Bloodboard, where I was like, oh, I'm probably not going to like this. But then I saw the aesthetic, mm-hmm. and... I got my hands on it and I started to play it and I was like, okay, maybe not. Okay. Maybe I will like this <laughs> because you know, uh, bloodborne is the kind of, I don't know how they did it. I don't know how they did it, but they scratched an itch for me. Um, cause Front software is always like, oh, difficulty. That's the experience. You got to learn. You got to do all this stuff. And I'm like, yeah, that's cool and all. But I want to be, I want to look cool when I do it. <laughs> like when I do stuff. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And then Bloodborne was like, oh, have I got a, <laughs> have I got a game for you? You like top hats? You know you like <laughs> you, top hats. You Take better this like top, top hats. <laughs> Take this top hat. You like canes? Oh, that's a starting weapon. Oh, and it transforms into a like a whip thing. Oh, you like that? Here, take it. And oh, by the way, you can beat the entire game with it. <laughs> and I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I'm like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it, it's just the the style of the game is so. Uh, what I always say to you, <laughs> so fucking <Yeah>. cool. <laughs> oh my god. It's this is so an idiot cool. moron bit from, <laughs> for, for the it's, slightest amount of context uh, where I pretend that uh, uh, <laughs> Senator Palpatine 
is constantly talking to Lord Vader about the cool shit that he just saw. <laughs> My Lord Vader. My Lord Vader. It's this is so, so cool. fucking cool. Have you seen this shit? Check yeah, out my Insta. It's so fucking cool. <laughs> I yes, don't know why I find that very funny. <laughs> I don't know either, but it is funny. But <laughs> it, but it's just like I guess we'll get into this a little later about specifics. But mm-hmm. like, there's a lot of stuff that I love about this game, and the fact that it is almost the opposite of how I normally play RPGs. I am a heavy defense RPG player. I am a heavy G- defense yeah. enjoyer. I pump I pump that shit. <laughs> so I can literally take the take any hit. <laughs> and I know mm-hmm. it's lame because I'm like why wouldn't why that's kind of a, you know, like I don't I don't necessarily know a lot of people that do that. A lot of people like to pump luck. A lot of people like to pump like charisma and all that stuff when i played fallout 4 for real i pumped everything in the strength the strength and defense Mm -hmm. and that meant i could take a rocket to the face yeah i would lose a quarter of my health but at least i wasn't dead so (laughs) that gave me more time to kill people and things (laughs) and stuff and that's why it was fun but that's but that's just me i always do that in rpgs so this game said oh no you don't get a shield. We're going to put that over here. You know what you get? A hammer that when you that lights on fire, and then when you slam it down, it explodes. You like that? I'm like, you know what? Yeah, I, I do like I that. I do like yeah. this. <laughs> I do like this, actually. It's like, okay, yeah, we're now you can have a shield. Like here it is. It's an <laughs> it's idiot wood. baby shield for morons. Are you <laughs> it happy It doesn't now? work. It doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a she- it's a piece of wood that you hold up and doesn't do anything. So I'm like, okay, all right. But <laughs> we then, made but a strong shield they... on purpose as a joke. <laughs> but then instead of that, you know, it's like, hey, but how about we take the shield away and give you a gun? I'm like, fucking Whoa. gun. <laughs> mm-hmm. Whoa. <laughs> okay, now you now you're giving us too much power. And then the game's like, yeah, we'll see, we'll see. And I had a great time. The the variety of weapons, uh, the variety of different, like, enemies, the aesthetic of, like, old Victorian, like, uh, what you call it, like, Transylvania, almost, <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, this is the best. Leaning into gothic horror aesthetics, uh, which then slowly warp into something weirder and yeah. more otherworldly like yeah straight ooh. up age, the straight up lovecraft stuff it, but that is the that is another thing that i really love about this game too is the story i get it a lot of people love from software's storytelling and i and i do too i do too but after a while <laughs> i was like okay am i is this the same story or <laughs> like just retold a hundred diff- like just yeah you know, the same they 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 strongly rhyme yeah and i'm yeah. And while that's funny even elden ring even elden ring got me a little mm-hmm. bit or i'm like okay somehow i feel like i know where this is going because all from software games go the same way except two yeah. <laughs> except two the Sekiro, which is 
the negative side of that's just <laughs> like that's just like a regular story that's just like not that interesting to me yeah yeah sekiro is literally just like oh okay that's cool i mean that's that's yeah. that's a cool story but I can't Sekiro, put myself in uh, it. posits the narrative question of what if there was a guy? <laughs> what if there was a guy? <laughs> it's just like Sekiro as a character is such an extreme, just a dude. And then like everyone else in that story is also just like, oh, just here's people. your kid. And he's just a kid. Yeah, and then here's the bad people. guy. And he's just a nationalist shithead. Yeah. And it's just like, it's just not that complicated. Just yeah, like, yeah, I mean, all right. I mean, hey, that's fine because I, I mean, I never played through the entire Sekiro game. I played maybe two hours of that game, and I was like, okay, I'm done. I'm just gonna put mm -hmm. this down slowly and back away. Um, I mean, and for everybody who loves it, that is great because people that game is challenging as shit, <laughs> and that is too. Sure. It, it's too much over the edge for me, and I'm like, okay. I don't get to use this cool fan thing because it's super weak compared to just parrying everything. And I was like, that's cool and all, but I don't want to do that. <laughs> so I guess this game is just not for me and it's fine. I looked, I like watched like a story playthrough of it on YouTube later. And I was like, okay, that's cool. It's a cool story, but I don't think I could play through it. Because that sounds kind of not how I want to play. I want to play a nameless person that I get to name and I get to dress and I get to <laughs> mm -hmm, equip mm -hmm. and do all that kind of stuff. I want to play an RPG, man. If I wanted to play like a like a character, I'd play a Final Fantasy game. But I don't play <laughs> Final Fantasy, so give me what I want. <laughs> so basically, Bloodborne was like, oh, okay, we'll, we'll just do the antithesis of that. And... Of course, different different aesthetic and everything like that. And I really, really enjoyed it. And I really enjoy the story, too. Um, I love yeah. this. I love it's deceptively simple. Um, and I love that it's actually, like, I was thinking about this, actually. But it's actually probably the only true neutral, like, true neutral story that you're playing. Like, the true neutral guy character that you're playing because usually in from software games you're always just bamboozled as the bad guy and i'm like yeah okay i mean that's fine but here in bloodborne you're just you're just doing your job <laughs> i'm like come on man i know it sucks i know it sucks like you're going like your character is literally going to people that are normal in their houses and saying I know this sucks, but I gotta, <laughs> I gotta do my job. And it's only one a day. Why do you guys hate me for doing this one year, <laughs> one day of the year? Why do you guys hate me? And like, everybody else is doing this. And what you think I like, you think I like injecting blood into my veins every time I need to be healed. You think I like seeing yes. my friend, seeing Billy Bob over there, who I've known since childhood? And he's like, dude, we're going to make it out of this. And then <laughs> an hour later, he turns into a beast and I have to kill him. Are you yes, serious? I think, yes, I think you like that. Yes, correct. <laughs> it's like, I'm, I'm just a guy. <laughs> I'm just doing my job, man. Father Gascoigne's over there being like, <sighs> yes, I do like that. Yes, it does. <laughs> 
It do be like that, though. <laughs> Father Gascoigne is the best character in this in this game. <laughs> I will fight everybody. <laughs> he has the best intro. I love it's pretty the beast swag. Of, I, I love the, when he's like, beast all over the shop. He'll be one soon. And I'm like, come on, man. I just I just came in here. I just <laughs> opened the door. And he turns to me and he's like, yep, got to kill you. Are you I'm serious? just getting ahead of the curve a little bit. <laughs> I, I love, like, I love that character. I love that, um, like, just the development of the story and everything. It just gets crazier and crazier. Like, there, there's so much, like, storytelling in his design and just, like, the little bit of dialogue you get. And then also the side quest that involves him and the music box. Mm -hmm. And, like, you can find his dead wife in the arena. Like... Yeah. There's so much going on in such a small amount daughter, of space. It's great. And then his sister, and then her, his daughter, and then the sister's daughter. I mean, the, I sis the, the sister's daughter's daughter sister. Is. The daughter's sister. The daughter's sister. You don't know about that? The daughter's sister? Who's the daughter's sister? I know that there's the daughter, and you can send the her daughter, to the clinic. And that doesn't work out. Well, I didn't send her to the clinic. She went, she went off on her own, and she got eaten by the pig. Yep. Yeah. No, no happy endings there. Yeah, but um, the sister goes crazy because she finds out uh, what happens to her sister, basically. And then she goes off, and then she actually turns into uh, that, like, golem guy at the bottom of the, the ladder. Because if you hear him, he says, Oh, dear sister. I'm gonna have to check in on that because that sounds sweet. Look it up, I don't man. remember that. Look yeah. it up. I had I, I was told this by somebody, and I was like, wait. And I went back and played that part, and I was like, oh my goodness, what? <laughs> so, so here's anyway, the thing, and I think we're segueing but... into why this is the coolest fucking game. Yeah, um, and there's a lot. There's a lot. An infinite, <laughs> an infinite amount of reasons. But like, one of the things that I love is that like. I played this game a whole bunch and I'm not sure if I remember that, but whether or not it's true, like this element of like the playground rumor of just mm -hmm. like, bro, did you know about arch dragon peak? Oh my God. Like, <laughs> and it's just like, what? No, it's just yeah. like, Oh, did you know about the secret wall in the, the swamp? It's just like, yeah, I got it. There's just like a shitty treasure chest behind it. It's like, no, not that wall. If you hit the illusory yeah, wall, <laughs> <laughs> then you there's another illusory wall behind that one and then you go down and then there's a whole other level and you go down a tree trunk and then you end up at the bottom of the world on a lake of <laughs> ash as the primordial trees of existence like spread out before you majestically it kicks ass and it's just like that sounds made up that sounds fake and then <laughs> that sounds like elden ring 100 <laughs> percent, absolutely true like <laughs> that sounds like elden ring to me <laughs> can't be it can't be like that but yeah um yeah i mean i i think like i i think um uh bloodborne is in a unique state too because mm -hmm. if if i'm not mistaken sekiro is on pc right yes all so of them Bloodborne, except for except Demon for Blood Souls and, and, Bloodborne. and Bloodborne are on. But Demon Souls has a PS5 release that basically just remakes the whole move 
the uh, not the movie uh, game, and it looks gorgeous. So Bloodborne it's is the only too one left. Todd McFarlane for my <laughs> taste. They like Todd McFarlane the whole game like by ten percent. Uh, but I mean, still, I can like, see that. I mean, I can I, I can see that. It's undeniably impressive. Um, yeah. But yes. Yeah, I, uh, I can see that. I know what you're talking about. But mm-hmm. uh, what I was getting at was Bloodborne was the only one left behind. It's I it's know. still stuck at thirty. It still runs like shit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. I love the game. It's my top five. It is in my top five mm-hmm. favorite games of all time. Easily. I will replay that. I replayed that game three times, and I, I have never platinum platinumed it because who has time for that? Ain't nobody got time for that. Uh, but I know basically a lot of it. I looked up stuff that I you know didn't feel like doing. I was the one. I was the one who <laughs> went and did the old hunters uh, expansion mm-hmm. and beat Orphan of Cause first try fuck <laughs> and i was guy. like fuck i you. was like wait everybody y'all had trouble with them <laughs> yeah but y'all oh had my trouble with god them? but then again i would go back and i was stuck on vicar amelia for like <laughs> days oh, so, so brutal. i don't even yeah. i don't even want to like everybody who talks talks mess about that i'm like i don't even mm. want to hear it, it everybody yeah. has different the- problems with everything I yeah. just happen these to these games. These games find your weakness, and it's going yeah. to be different for every person. Oh yeah, so I was like, "Oh man!" And that and that's just the expansion. I just went straight to the expansion. We can't we can't go there yet. <laughs> we can't go there yet. Uh, but it's just, um, what was the original question? <laughs> I forget what the question was. Uh, why is this game so cool? I mean, uh, it's, yeah, it's reasons. just like, you know, wh- wh- why is this something that, uh, you know, uh, not just us, but like, I think like there's a universal consensus, like a shocking amount of consensus mm-hmm. that this is just one of the games that just hits style in a way that like nothing else does. Nothing yeah. else feels yeah. quite as good as this. You know, it, it's like. Uh, in the same way that Persona Five like seemingly stands alone. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. You know, that's this a good, game that's actually is... a good. Uh, that's actually a good comparison because that game does stand alone. As somebody who played a couple of the Persona games, and I played a little bit of Persona Five, and just by playing it, I was like, "Wow, this is super different." But I feel it. I'm feeling. Yeah. It. And there are <laughs> other games that have cool aesthetics that do cool stuff, you know. But like, the world ends with you. That ain't no Persona 5. And yeah. Neo ain't no Bloodborne. Yeah. Like, it, it's something... There's some kind of alchemy going on that causes it to be greater than the sum of its parts. And, like, it, every part of the aesthetic is just so impressive to me. Yeah. I, I, I think that stands the test of time. It came out in 2015? Yeah, 2015. Yeah, it... it is amazing that people like that is considered an old game now and especially considering it's not you know it hasn't been remastered nobody there's no talks of it being remastered there's no talks of anything like that or having an upgrade 
mm-hmm. to the point that people felt better about making a demake <laughs> and they're like yeah hell yeah if we can't go up we have to go down <laughs> <laughs> i am such a uh unreasonably big fan of not just the the demake but just like uh watching the development process unfold uh because mm. the creator of that uh lilith walter uh is very active on twitter and would almost daily post updates about it and was just like really fascinating to see a like in the weeds uh just kind of you know direct view of the reality of game development um that's something that's always going to appeal to me yeah and now uh she's making bloodborne cart which is <laughs> yeah i've seen that fucking best that's so good <laughs> like i said if, if, if you give the fans the tools they will make something they have to make like it, it's i i can see how some people will like people get really mad about it it's like how could they do this to us like no i i mean like i said there's some people out there they, they get like they're Are like, they mad about the D-Maker? No, no, not that. No, no. They're happy about that, but they're mad that the company won't do anything with Bloodborne anymore. Oh, they're basically yeah, I'll just agree done. with that. And they'll milk everything else, but they're done with Bloodborne. And I'm like, oh, man, there is such a following with this. If anything, like you would, people would be hammering for this. So, Sony, you'll double your money. <laughs> just it's so wild a, to me making because a 60 I, frames per second thing you don't even have to upscale the resolution just make it 60 frames per second no well, no we will like not I, <laughs> I almost can't think of a more secure financial bet because it feels like every other week on twitter like it starts <laughs> trending again and it's just like please from soft i will crawl over broken glass to get a pc port <laughs> of this oh yeah people want please. it people want it it's like crack to them ps5 port i don't care whatever please give let us me something yeah just, just give us please. something i need to snort it i need to inject it into my veins once again in it's... 60 frames per second <laughs> so when bloodborne came out that was um it came out almost simultaneously with the um, Dark Souls 2 Scholar of the First Sin. Oh, and, yeah, it did. Now that I think I about it. And I have very distinct memories of, like, playing Scholar of the First Sin on PC and just being like, gosh, this is so great. I have a solid state drive on my computer. Load times are five seconds. It's running at a absolutely perfect 60 frames per second. You know, the performance and the, just the graphics quality of this are, uh, you know, great looking. I'm yeah. having a great time with this on PC. And then going to play Bloodborne on a friend's PS4. <laughs> and just like the the, the oh. shock from the flame frame rate alone was just like, oh, I'm going through. I'm going Ugh. through molasses. We've been spoiled. I, I know. I don't want to be that guy. I actively aggressively try not to be that guy that's like i will not play anything on less than 60 oh certainly not. i i because I, I i have played console games my entire life all mm-hmm. different types racing games where it's like <laughs> you know if if it looks slow then like you're gonna have a bad time with like trying to beat times tables and stuff like that but no 
I as soon as I started playing Elden Ring on my computer, because I bought it because I was like, I want to play this now, and I'm an uh -huh. adult, so I can pay for it. <laughs> then I bought it on Steam, and I was like, I'll play it, and I got spoiled. And now I'm like, I have to train my eyes. I'm not. I'm. I I'm not gonna be like, ah, oh, oh, I'm dying. Whenever I turn something else on, but I will be like, ah. Oh. Now I understand why people are actively trying to get PC ports and you know, I know. remasters and, it, and stuff because this feels off. Now <laughs> I have to readjust. And look. I, I'm certainly not one of those like hardware specification nuts. Uh, I love a lot of jank ass games that are because <laughs> jank you know, is fun. I, I I really enjoy some games that are straight up busted. <laughs> the, the, I would also just be like, what if you patched it so it had a steady 30 frames per second? <laughs> would that be an innovation? That is, <laughs> that is actually really funny because now uh, that I think about it, it wasn't, it was so unstable. Yeah. It made it even more jank. What was the but, one part in, what was the one part in the game that every time you went into it or entered it, it like tanked the frames? I mean, there's I nothing like how Blight Town was on like oh, the, yeah. the PS3. Like those those moments live in infamy. Or uh, <laughs> I think the Valley of Defilement and Demon Souls heard, was also. I heard things about that. I real heard rough that. stuff. So so yeah. it never got that bad. But there's just always this like persistent, you know, unsteadiness uh, mm. to the frame rate. And then also, I feel like there were certain like enemy attacks that would dip the frame rate sometimes. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, Again, I'm, I'm spending more time on technical stuff than I actually care about. All I'm saying is that, like, I recognize that there is a difference and I would like them to bring it to yeah. modern consoles just so that we could enjoy it even more. Because, like, yeah, again, I mean, if, this is one of the most beautiful games ever made, in my opinion. Yeah, if I'm if I'm complaining about that, then, you know, there's something because <laughs> I I hardly like I try not to complain about anything because I'm just I'm just I'm one of those guys. I'm just happy to be here. <laughs> yeah. But if I'm complaining that okay, this is this is a little too jank for my taste. <laughs> you might want to. Hey, Fromsoft, you might want to fix this. <laughs> my fix my this media thing. criticism vow is like I will never complain about a hitbox. Shut up about hitboxes, <laughs> you nerds. <laughs> What's a hitbox? Uh, that is my question. <laughs> no, I'm I know what it is, but still, I'm like back then I was like, what's a hitbox? What are you guys talking about? I'm just playing a game and swinging a swinging a thing and jumping over this thing. Oh yeah, I, by the way, I can't jump unless I run and take a dive off like a ledge and then he'll automatically jump. Like it's Legend of Zelda. What is wrong with all of you? Like <laughs> why is this a thing? <laughs> I so I had the privilege of going into Elden Ring like going to take that again I got a text message. So I had the privilege of going into Elden Ring like almost completely blind. Uh and so when I started playing the game and I discovered there was a jump button, like I was just like <laughs> like mind blown. I can't believe it. <laughs> I can't believe they did it. <laughs> They did it, boys. They, they did it. Those mad lads. I can't believe it. 
Uh, I knew the horse could jump. I didn't know that the player could jump. Yeah. Uh, Although they, they put a cheat in there. I knew they were going to because otherwise the horse would be completely broken. They put it where fall damage still takes effect even if you double jump close to the ground. I knew they oh, were going to yeah. do that. Everybody, it seemed like everybody, when I watched, like looked at media and stuff while the game was out, everybody was so surprised. How could they do this to us? And I'm like, <laughs> guys... <laughs> That would make the game impossibly like stupid <laughs> if, if you you're could gonna, just cheat. That like, if way. you're gonna do that, you should just remove falling damage because yeah, otherwise just, there's no just get rid point of it. to it. Everything um, is everything is Apex Legends. No falling damage whatsoever. Everything is Apex Legends. Sure. So. Um, yeah, but I, I was like, I, I knew that was coming. I knew that was coming. But anyway, like. Yeah, Bloodborne is, it's it's so magnificent for many different reasons. For for many different reasons, um, I am one of those people who has just like consumed a <laughs> frankly unethical amount of content about people talking about this game and this, <laughs> you know, this developer as a whole. You know, I've been a longtime fan of Bonfire Side Chat, the uh, podcast about. The, the series, the FromSoft games, uh, Noah Gervais put out a absolutely exceptional, uh, I don't know, like a combined 10 hours about the, all the, the FromSoft yeah. games. It was like t 10 hours and I watched it and I was like, oh yeah, all right. I'm, I'm not into that long a form of, you know what? I shouldn't even say that. I shouldn't even say that <laughs> because... Um, I watch um, uh, Tim Rogers. I watch his stuff. Oh, and his uh, stuff is Tim Rogers super... is from Kotaku. Yeah, Kotaku. Uh, that's what he's from. And... Tim Rogers is another miracle. And also, are you okay? I'm always a little bit worried about you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> uh, he he always looks rough, but you know, at the same time, he always looks interesting. And he is like how what's his name? How um Gervais is for you, Tim Rogers mm -hmm. is for me. I will sit there and watch a ten hour like part series or whatever from him about a game I have never heard in my life. Oh yeah. And I'll be completely one hundred percent interested. <laughs> I have watched him talk about Toki Meki Memorial yep, for six hours. <laughs> Twice. Twice. It was a good time. <laughs> it was great, and it made me wish there was an English translation. <laughs> <laughs> he has another uh, one out. Uh, he has another one out that I'm currently watching, so... It's great! Yeah, it's... <laughs> it's, it's so good! Oh, you're watching it, too? <laughs> oh, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness, Tim Rogers. I love you. Shout out to Tim Rogers. Doing good Keep doing work your thing, out man. there. Uh, also, prioritize your health. I worry about yes. you. <laughs> yes. yes. Don't kill yourself over this. <laughs> yeah. We love you regardless. You, you, I can watch your videos over and over again, so... I do, good, man. They're a prime background noise. Yeah. Like, the really good is, stuff. I have one gripe about him, though. One oh. gripe. He hates, he hates Mega Man. <laughs> <laughs> Mega Man is my favorite video game character. If you, if, 
the people out there don't know, you will you will learn to love this about me or hate it or love it. But uh, yeah, I love Mega Man with a burning passion, and he's like, nah, shit sucks, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> oh. got him. <laughs> uh, oh. I I firmly believe that the best Mega Man is the realistic box art Mega Man that they turned into a whole toy store in the Resident Evil 3 remake. <laughs> I love that shit so much. <laughs> no, have you played uh have you played uh what are the the Dead Rising games at all? You know what? No. I think I've dabbled like I probably spent like a total of like 2 hours playing a couple the different The first ones. Dead Rising is is the funnest. Is, uh, I, not is that a word funnest? No, it's it's the best. It's the most It's the fun. one you like the most. Yeah. 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 Subjectivity, it, bitch. <laughs> it has an entire Mega Man store in it where you get to wear like uh like a Mega Man helmet. Um, <laughs> it, it, that one's not the fun fun one. Uh the uh the little the little robot, the servbots. You get to wear like a servbot uh face, a servbot helmet. It's the best thing in the world world to just run around in that game with the surf butt you know face Some and, look, and have serious conversations <laughs> and have serious conversations and just like hey guys the face is just like yeah <laughs> i was like I mean, okay this is great that's a, that's a time-honored tradition in video games dating back to uh, i'm sure much earlier but my first experience in it was with metal gear solid 3's camouflage system and doing the final cutscene. And of course, stacking all my camouflage up for a field of white flowers, which meant that I did the entirety <laughs> of the ending cutscene wearing the geisha face paint, <laughs> which was pretty brutal. Why haven't I seen this? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it happened in college, so statistically, you I did. I, I don't remember when you did that. <laughs> like, I never saw you do that. You must have did that when I wasn't there at some point. Maybe I that was an earlier that... run and I learned my lesson. <laughs> <laughs> I watched you I watched him play that game. I watched Adam play that game through at least five times, I feel like. I I, I hit that game hard. Yeah. But yeah. um anyway, anyway. Uh yeah, blood. <sighs> uh anyways, blood the point Burgers... that I, why I was talking about was <laughs> that like I have watched a ton of very smart people talk about this game for a very, very long time. And so I know for a fact that, like, if you somehow aren't familiar with it and you're listening to us, first of all, God bless you. Second of all, um, like, it's available. Like, there are really insightful, smart people talking about this game. Mm -hmm. um, we're like we're only going to be just to, just gushing about, like, how fucking cool it is basically uh, mm -hmm. like this is a this is a really special game to me and especially if you had the privilege of going in blind so mm -hmm. uh here here's uh a, a follow-up Corey, did you know that this was an eldritch horror game going in or did you just think that this was a werewolf and vampire i think kind I, of Van thought, helsing? I thought this was more of a van helsing thing which got me into it, though. That's what I was like, oh, mm -hmm. that's so cool. I can't believe they would make this type of game. Like, I'm dead yep. serious. When I first picked it up, I was like, I can't believe they would make this type of game. I thought they were all about, 
being super serious about, oh, this in the age of fire, man <laughs> brought fire to its knees and then they scooped it up and put it in an ice cream cone and gave it to the son of the prince and the prince ate it. And then he said, I don't like this father. And he gave it to his father and his father threw it on the ground. And then it sunk into the ground and it grew a tree made of fire. And it, the fire turned into ice and then it became the age of ice. And then we had to go also, find the dark side. there are dragons. <laughs> because there are always dragons. Because the sun had a baby and the baby <laughs> ended up being a dragon <laughs> and... Look, I don't know why you're personally attacking me like this. Uh. <laughs> but I mean, like I said, I love medieval stuff. I like, I, I love reading. Like when uh, what'd you call it? The Green Knight came out. I love that shit. Mm. I ate that shit up. Yum, 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 yum. But <laughs> I get it. It is very how it is. <laughs> and I and but I always like I like reading Shakespeare. I'm weird. So, when I, I like that kind of style, so when they went for the oh no, this is straight up werewolves and vampires. You gotta go get them. Go get them. It's your job. <laughs> I'm like, really? That's it? They're like, yeah, go get them. I'm like, can I have this cane? Yeah, you could have that cane. Yes. Let's go. Let's go. Oh wait, wait. <laughs> Don't forget your gun. Oh, oh. Yes, my God! Have fun that costs... slaying werewolves. <laughs> Don't turn into a werewolf yourself. What did you say? Nothing. Just go. Just, just go have a good time. <laughs> so thanks. <laughs> yeah, you know, even uh, I think I think that is true. Um, that I think part of what makes the game special is that it keeps revealing new facets of itself, and it keeps revealing that it is like uh, this stranger world than mm -hmm. you first expect. But also, at every step along the way, the thing that is there is extremely cool. Like, yeah. just being, you know, wearing a cool tricorn hat and uh, <laughs> murdering some werewolves, extremely fucking cool. Yeah. Everything about Yarnum, like, man, what a cool place. Yeah, you know, you go to Castle Canehurst, fuck, that's cool. Oh, man. It just, it's, it's, it's Transylvania. You're going to a it's Transylvania. Extremely. Like, uh... Like Castle at Castle Canehurst. It's filled with vampires and gargoyles. And I was like, are you guys serious? I mean, this it's, is the awesome. best, <laughs> it's the best 3D Castlevania that's ever been. It, it, like, like, they're straight up no fleeing. No, no lie. You hit it right on the head. It is literally the best Castlevania. <laughs> Not the best, Extremely but the good. best 3D one. So, I mean, I would say it's the best, period. Oh, I'm having I trouble thinking of a better one. Symphony of the Night. And is I love, cool. you know, uh, a, a DS Castlevania. I think Symphony of the Night's a little bit overrated. That's really? Over here I, I enjoy it. It's good. It's good. I just think it's not quite as. It, 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 it's, it's got a lot of chaff to it. It's not very oh, yeah, elegant. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But there's some people who just really like that, you know, maximalist, mm -hmm. uh, everything in the kitchen sink kind of style. Uh, I'm yeah. more of a Metroid Zero Mission man myself. But oh, uh, that's fine. Okay. Oh man, Metroid Zero Mission. It's a good. That brings me back. <laughs> um, but like, yeah, uh, like every part of it, like whether you're doing 
gothic horror, whether you're doing werewolves, whether you're doing vampires, whether you're doing cosmic horror, whether you're doing nightmare dreamscapes, like every part of it is just like, okay, this is the coolest part. And then you show up in Henwick Charnel Lane and you're like, no, this is the coolest part. Yeah. And then you go to the Nightmare of Mensis, and you're like, no, this, this is the coolest is cool part. part. But I don't want to be here anyway, so get me <laughs> out of here. <laughs> no, okay. We we are talking a lot. Uh, you asked me a lot about um, basically like the second question of encum- encapsulating everything. We've been talking kind of a lot about aesthetics and the, sty- the look of, yep. the, of the video game, which is a big thing. Excuse me. But... I cannot, I cannot downplay, uh, I can't downplay the gameplay of this game. Yeah. Um. Because I, like I said, it, it fooled me. It fooled me with how it is. And because it's not how I normally play. It's because um, that's, it, they kind of bamboozled me a little bit with the gameplay because it's the opposite of how I normally play. I usually play emphasize turtle mentality hey you can't get to me ha ha and then when i do hit you i may be slow but i'm gonna hit you for like half of your health type thing no it's this game is about being aggressive you are a hunter you're not just trying to pass you know pass through you're literally out there hunting it's your job so i'm like okay so you're giving me this fast weapon and a gun and I'm like, well, these bullets don't really do that much. So there has to be another. I figured this out super early, too, because I was like, hold on a second. I can't just shoot. It's not going to be that easy. I can't just gab- gather a whole bunch of bullets and just shoot everything to death. That would be too easy. So then I found out that you can get up in people's faces, shoot them in the <laughs> in the stomach, and they will, like, stagger. And I'm like, oh, all right. All right. <laughs> like, I think that, yeah, again, it can't, it can't be said enough. What a exceptional job they did. Um, directing player behavior. So one of the things I love about Dark Souls and Elden Ring uh, as well is the huge variety of play styles and the way that it gives you lots of tools to approach it in lots of different ways. This is more prescriptive than that. It's not, as prescriptive as Sekiro, which I think is much too limiting. But it definitely strongly encourages certain player behaviors. It encourages aggression, it encourages speed. Um, and then the guns, I think, are such a ingenious tool because they provide many of the same functions as the shield, but make it so that it is a primary verb to uh, not just use it to interrupt enemies, but also to parry them, which like, Corey, how many times do you parry enemies in Dark Souls? Uh, you asking me personally? Yes. Like almost never. Yep. <laughs> it's 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 too hard <laughs> it like it's awesome to do like it's really fun and really rewarding. oh i see people i see parrying gods i see parrying gods all the time on like youtube and i'm like man i wish i was that cool i yeah. wish i wish i had i had a i wish i my thing was swinging that hard but no it's not i'm so i have to 
<laughs> I have to yeah. basically just run around and kind of avoid doing that. And that's why I'm not good at P that kind of PvP either. Because everybody sure. parries me. Like, I'm, I like my style as being kind of slow but hitting hard. People can either dodge or roll away and then just mm. backstab me or parry me and, and stab me in the stomach. And I'm like, well, I can't adapt to this. <laughs> yeah, it's not super competitive in that space. Yeah, um, I mean, I get it for people that, like, that's the rush for them. But that is how a lot of people play as opposed sure. to me, who's norm normally fat rolling. And I'm like, I don't want to get rid of my shield. I don't want to... But, I don't want to not fabric. The point is yeah. that, like, how often do you parry in Bloodborne? And the answer is, oh, like, fucking all the time. All the time. Yeah, all the like, time. Like, constantly. Well, the the one thing I like about it, um, the like, it like you said, it the game encourages you to do this with mm -hmm. all the right things, in my opinion. It encourages you with all the right things because it's not just about oh, you're just gonna be doing all this. You're not just going to be doing cool stuff like visceral attacks that you literally stick your arm in something and rip it apart. <laughs> and it's it just, pretty cool. and it makes this really cool, like, uh, sound to it. And it's like people screaming and stuff yeah. in the back. I'm Absolutely like, world class sound design. Yeah. But you also, there's the rallying mechanic, which I'm like, mm -hmm. oh my goodness. I can come back from being almost dead because I'm up in your face and I'm attacking you. And I'm like, yep. oh, all right. So they want you to get up close and personal. They give you the tools that when you're up close and personal, you can parry. You can not only like attack them very aggressively and really fast. I'm pretty sure 90% of the enemies are slower than you in the game. Mm -hmm. If you have the right setup and everything, like 90% of the enemies are are slower than you like in terms of attacking yeah um so like you can out attack almost anything and you get health back from attacking like lost health like red health that's what they call it from attacking the more you attack and you are like dodge heavy it's not like mm -hmm. you don't have there's no um there's no weight uh limit in this game yeah there's no fat so, rolling yeah there's no you're fat, there's always fat fast yeah you're always fast and sometimes you get things to be faster like the like mm. the, the bone like the hunter's bone that makes you even faster and i'm like yep what <laughs> so they're they're just giving you like you're literally like almost like a ninja almost not exactly but and that's what's so to me, that's another form of the design that I really like is they stuck. They they stuck with the Victorian aesthetic. They're like, mm. no, we're not going to put any real ninjas in here and stuff. We're going to put more like assassins. Like, uh, what's her name? The, uh, the lady that encourages you to just kill everyone. Eileen uh, uh, the Crow. Eileen the Crow. Who what a has... Great what a great design. And I love her as a character. I think she's one of the best characters in the game because... She's great. Yeah. She... I mean, there's a reason why she's actively encouraging you. Hey, no, kill other hunters. No, you want to do this. And I'm like, do I really? And she's like, no, you want to do it. <laughs> and I'm like, but wouldn't that mean I 
have to kill you. She's like, you better not. <laughs> you better not touch me. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, all right. Uh, so go over there and kill the other hunters. She's like, yeah, because they're going to kill you. They're going to think the same thing. To you. I'm like, all right, all right. I get it. It's practical. I don't want to do this. She's like, I don't want to do it either. Actually, I do want to do it. But you don't <laughs> have to do it. <laughs> and if you follow her whole storyline, you get one of the coolest and fastest weapons in the game that mm-hmm. I used mm-hmm. like for a good chunk of the game because they were just so fast. And I was like, okay, yeah. this would be cool if it was a ninja or something. Cause you're like, Oh, okay. That makes sense. But this is more like the Victorian, like back alley, you know, assassin type thing. And I'm like, see, that kind of makes it a lot cooler in my opinion. And they, that, that aesthetic is throughout the entirety of the game. They don't really break from that. And I appreciate that. And Everything that's weird about this game is very much, it, it looks like it's like HP Lovecraft was just like, you know what? I like all this stuff, but I live here. So it's going <laughs> to, this is going to be like <laughs> the prime, like the prime example of, you know, what is it? Um, taking another culture and just sticking it, sticking my, my foot in it. And, and basically making it my own type thing. Maybe, maybe not. But, you know, I, I think it's that is a huge part of the appeal in terms for this, for me, for this game is the idea that everything fits together, even the crazy mm. weapons like that you can use. And yeah, like my favorite weapon, which is like the hammer that's made of like a block and a, just a sword that you connect into the block and then it becomes a hammer and it's maybe so we should fucking just, cool maybe you should we should talk about the trick weapons now basically because that just leads into that is a big part of this game is the trick weapons it is amazing that we haven't explicitly said that um yeah but yeah like uh, the fact that every weapon in this game has a gimmick and like supports its own playstyle. You know, not entirely different from like something like a monster hunter compared mm-hmm. to like a Dark Souls, where you'll find people who are like, no, 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 I know there are other weapons, but like, I do the cane whip. Like, that's what I do. Yeah. That's my speed. That's my style. Like, I found it. It clicked with me. I don't need to do anything else. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, I, I, I will say like one of my two genuine grievances with this game is uh, I want a PC port of this that just allows me to add a couple mods, one of which being allow me to purchase every weapon from the bath messengers at the start of the game. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Because I just want to play around with stuff without having to, like, go deep into the DLC to actually get it. What would it be like to actually fuck around with the Amygdalan arm? Like, (laughs) who's who's got time to, to... pick that up that late into the game and then upgrade it. But like, it's so cool. It's the severed arm of a great one that like transforms from like a a big club into like a long kind of whip thing. Like it's real neat. Like they're all real weird. Every weapon has like a strong concept and identity to it. Yeah. Which is a a a huge part of, of the appeal of it. And you know, I feel like it also imbues a lot of characters into it. So when you see 
Alfred the Executioner wearing his like golden pyramid head hat. And he's <laughs> yeah. got the, you know, the fuck off tombstone yeah, that's sword. A, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like it, it, it tells you something about him. Like it gives you a sense of, of who the person is. Uh, yeah. No, I fucked up because he doesn't have the tombstone, doesn't he? He has no, the Ligarius no. wheel. Yeah, I was going to say, I think he has the wheel, which is that just goes into what you were saying, though, is the wheel. Like, who's yeah. going to use that? <laughs> like, like, but people ex- use it. <laughs> but it's yeah, it's real neat. It's real weird. And I mean, like, that goes I don't into know the if you followed uh, Alfred's quest line to the end. Oh, I did. But like, because I was curious. Uh, yeah, Alfred's not having a good oh, he, time. He He's went, not okay. He, he went nuts, and I felt bad. I felt bad, but not that bad, because he killed my girl. And I was like, oh, man, you didn't have to do that. <laughs> you didn't have to do that, man. <laughs> I, I proposed to her, man. I think that's another thing that I really like about this game. It has a theme to it, I guess. And I guess there's a lot of... I think it has many themes to it, obviously, because all these games are deceptively deep and yet simple at the same time spoiler alert every from softwares game with the exception of some of the armor cores are humans fucked up and then we have to pay for it by killing yeah. everyone <laughs> basically maybe we shouldn't have done that maybe we shouldn't have <laughs> fucked with the natural order of things but yolo i guess we need to kill everything including gods <laughs> Meanwhile, some of these guys are like, I wasn't even doing anything. I was just sitting here. He's like, well, I walked into your space, and now you're going to pay for it with your life. And I'm like, oh, come on, man. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, you know, Bloodborne, I think, is one of those, is a very, to me, very unique game. Where mm-hmm. the plague, because it literally is just about a plague that just happens to be a cover-up for, you know... Not only the church, but the college. <laughs> that's that's the inciting incident for sure. But like, yeah, like it's more. There's more stuff to it. Anyways, yeah. sorry. Continue. Oh no, no, that that's fine. I I mean, I know that's like it's very simple, but <laughs> basically, it's just like everybody's dealing with it as it's happening, and I like that mm-hmm. because everybody's like, oh, it's just you know, this is just. All in a day's work, but it just ha- so happens to be on that day. Everything just happens to go wrong, and you just happen to do certain things. Your own job, mind you. You're not going looking for trouble. You're just literally like, got to do this, got to clear the streets, got to do this. And then you just happen to kill the wrong guy. You just happen to look at the wrong thing, and then it's like, oh, yeah, by the way, there is this giant cover-up of the church and the college Basically covering up, you know, for them trying to create, like, demigods by force mating people together with the great ones, basically. That's what these gods are in this game. And it's not working. And they're like, you know what? That didn't work. Let's try again. (laughs) And you're like, wait, why are we doing this? What? What? (laughs) And then the further you go, the more it, the crazier it gets. And you're like why did we think this was a good idea? And then you keep going <laughs> further, and then, you know, you get to, like, Nightmare of Mensis. Who thought this was a good idea? Nicholas is like, uh, me. <laughs> I thought, it because it is a good idea. Want to show uh, you? You want yeah, me to correct. show you how good of an idea it is? <laughs> 
but it's just like it, it keeps going and people mm-hmm. are reacting kind of almost when you think about it post like post storyline you're like no that makes sense he went crazy because he dealt with all that mm-hmm. like uh what's his name um the guy with the the wheel the you meet him in the in the beginning of the game yep and he is obsessed with vampire killing it like pale bloods are vampires oh vile bloods are vampires they're they're yeah. vampires they're vampires he's obsessed with it he's like no nah man you don't understand these vampires they need to die <laughs> and you're like <laughs> all right man i'll keep an eye out he's like you keep an eye out and then it slowly dawns on you that he's just gone nuts. And then at the end of this, when you meet the like the vampire queen or something, and she's just hanging out, and you just happen to propose to her, well, it's not a big deal. And then you go go away, and you're like, ah, all right, cool. And then you come back, and he's just he just he murked her. He he just was like, and he's laughing about it. He's like, ha ha. See see, look what I did. I, I mean, told he's not. You laughing about it he's deranged and he's just cackling and he's just like i didn't just kill her i smashed and ground and smeared her like i I reduced her her to nothing like she's just lumps of quivering meat that are still alive because she's immortal yep this is just and i do it again (laughs) 100 percent like I, my my master turned into a skeleton guarding this place and now i will you know i'm uh, gonna finish the job yeah I, i'm just gonna dust my hands off and call it a day great job me <laughs> yeah, that's basically how he how it ends and then you're like nah man <laughs> and you end up killing him <laughs> but that's like i love the response to that because like most of the characters in this game have that kind of thing where it's like, I see where that was going. It's not like you rolling up on them and they're already in the midst of doing something that they've been doing for thousands of years, like in, you know, the, you know, Dark Souls kind of stuff like that, where mm. they're already, you you meet people that they're just like, oh, it's you. You're, you're another one of those, uh, you know, undeads, right? Well, keep it moving because you guys are just going to die anyway and try to do whatever you're doing again. Just just go like yeah. but in bloodborne it's like oh you're a hunter why are you out here or are you a hunter stay the hell away from me or, or you're a hunter oh i need your help with something and i'm like okay and usually your character like i said this is like more of a new the most neutral character you could play because he's like all you can say with half of this stuff is okay <laughs> i don't know if this is a good idea or not but i also don't oh, want to die so brave hunter i require the petrified eyeballs from some of these foul beasts for my dark experiments and it just slowly pans over to the hunter's perfectly neutral face and he goes <laughs> okay <laughs> okay <laughs> will whilst thou okay okay <laughs> yeah basically yes <laughs> or the like they, oh, what was her name like the yosefka mm-hmm. yosefka's mm-hmm. clinic where you meet yosefka well maybe maybe that's yosefka is she dead by then or 
Yeah, so um, yeah, there's a. I know she gets taken like, I over. I feel like it's a little more complicated than it needs to be. There's the real Yosefka and then fake Yosefka hermit crabs into her space and starts doing alien experiments with yeah. Mulder and Scully. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it, it's funny because I immediately didn't trust her because obviously mm-hmm. I'm like, really, really, and what I ended up doing because I think. I wanted to fight her. <laughs> I didn't want, like, I had a feeling that if, because this is how these games go, where if you do certain things the wrong way, like, it'll obviously branch off. So I was like, no, mm. I want to fight you because you're probably holding something. So, <laughs> but also didn't want to be a dick. So she's like, oh, send this, send them to me. Okay. I'll take care of them. And I'm like, yeah, okay. Like how I would send the people to that church over there so that guy could eat them. And that's if I sent the, uh, sent that, like that monster to the church, but I didn't send him to the church. I cheesed him. I made him a monster and I stood just far enough inside the building. So where he couldn't get to me and I just poisoned him to death. And I killed him that way. And I didn't need to send him anywhere. <laughs> that, that fight is so awful. I highly recommend you cheese that fight with the, the it's stupid, uh, it's stupid. Uh, guy on the roof who's just like elbow deep into eating a dude. Yeah, and I then know. He's like, I didn't do anything. And, and you're just like, oh, uh, <laughs> see, this was here what I got here. <laughs> that's like, what I Whoa. love about it. I literally popped. It's literally like you're walking up on him. You're mm-hmm. literally walk. You're walking up on a crackhead, and it, he's just like, oh, I wasn't taking nothing. And it, <laughs> meanwhile, like all the stuff is on the floor and everything. You're like, really, bro? Really? <laughs> and he's like, I, you didn't see nothing. Hey, you got any? You got any place where I can go to get more? Wink, wink. And, he, and I'm like. Hmm. <laughs> that guy is literally like, <clears throat> I'm sorry, officer. I didn't know I couldn't do that. <laughs> he, he legit did that. He legit did that. That is oh, so funny. I'm, I'm sorry. The thing and... that you're talking about, the thing that we're confused about, right? Uh, we're talking about eating people, right? That's the thing that you had ambiguity on, just to clarify. Yeah. Uh, oh, man. Good, good. Just check it. Oh, that is so funny that you put it that way, though. Because that's little—that's legit how I walked up on him. I'm like, what are you doing, dude? And he's like, I wasn't doing nothing. What are you doing? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what? But that's yeah. the reaction of most of the people in this game, even the bad guys, even the bosses. Like, there's, with the exception of maybe, like, two bosses that you, that they're waiting for you. But other than that, I'm like... You just walk up on people and you're like, and they're like, hey, I'm in the middle of something right now. Yeah. I know you're a hunter and I know you got a job to do, but I'm in the middle of something. <laughs> so you're going to have to like chill and relax, man. Like one of my favorite details in the game is if you find the secret out of the way uh, lift that takes you up to the, the Grand Cathedral, uh, mm. the Upper Cathedral. Yeah. Uh, and then follow it all the way Fire down cathedral. to the church's secret basement. You find Ibriatus, daughter of the cosmos. And it's the most incredible, like, uh, uh, eldritch oh, yeah. g- design I've ever seen. It's like, gross. as far as, like, 
fulfilling the promise of something where you look at it and it's like describe it to someone and it's, it's like gross. i can't like that, that, that's how i describe it it's gross it's <laughs> but it's the lovecraft thing of like oh yeah. it's, it's form is too terrible to describe it's it's like kind of like an octopus but kind of like a dude and it's got wings like a dragon and it's like and, and it has like a flower head it, like, and it, and it, it looks like it, it, it it's like of, an anemone like it's yeah. <laughs> it's just stuff it's just gloop it's goop but, but <laughs> it looks so incredible like i can't yeah. emphasize enough like i and of bought, course you have to fight it i bought bloodborne the board game i bought, packed that shit on kickstarter because i needed those miniatures like <laughs> i needed them and they're cool and they're cool they're so like cool. when i when i visited you like well how's it been how long has it been two years now or something oh god that can't be right no it was like last year it was last year i think when it was I came last to visit year you? yeah uh we played that game we played that game like all day and it's i was a good like game. this is actually a lot of fun i could see how this like, if we had more people than just us two like dinking around because mm-hmm. <laughs> obviously you know you said okay because I, I forget what uh, you said, but okay, we're going to put away the cannon because this is a little game breaking because <laughs> I was one shotting everything. No, and you, I thought it was hilarious. So. You, you did like a little switchy roo of just like, oh, I don't quite understand the rules. And I did something. Anyways, you ended up with a cannon when you shouldn't have. Yeah, I, yeah and it was fun. And you, you <laughs> broke I was it. One shotting cr- everything. <laughs> you cracked the game over your knee. But like, well, uh, I was not only one shotting like, everything, but I also had the hammer too. So yeah, yeah, uh, obscene damage output. Um, a lot of those games and those board games specifically, like Dark Souls, the board game I understand isn't very good. Uh, this one, uh, I I can give a solid recommendation to Bloodborne, the board game. I thought I think the combat puzzle at the heart of it is really fun and constantly forces you to like stretch your resources and figure out the way that you can just squeeze out that one extra bit of damage and you're always yeah. making like calculated risks where it's like, okay, there's a 75% chance that this is good and a 25% chance that we're fucked. Yeah. So. Cause it, like, that's the one thing about that game. And it's, it's very, it's very much about in Bloodborne. It's too, you can go hard in the paint in Bloodborne and think you're, and do great and great quick. But as soon as you mess up one thing, it is almost like a fighting game. You mess up one input and it's mm-hmm. over because the boss will just return in kind. Because um, although there is a there is a I think a wider margin of error in Bloodborne than in the other games because of the dodge. The dodge I think saves a lot of this game the gameplay of this game because you're not it's pretty more. generous yeah it and you can do a lot of it you can like buzz around pop 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 and then you can yeah. just like yeah i got you it's it's so good and that's what encouraged me a lot more because of my play style of how i'm like i don't i'm not a big if i can run past things i will but with this game, it gives you so many tools to get in and get out so quick that mm. I'm like, okay. And then uh, the more I did it, the more I comfortable I became doing it. Um, like just engaging with things that looked like they would kill me and which very well would, because a lot of things like 
the the thing about this game that is a big pain in the butt is a lot of things will stun lock you if you let them. Sure. So, <laughs> Getting the stun locking something before it stun locks you is very important. Yeah, basically. So you're like you're playing the stun lock game a lot, but yeah, it, it's um and not only that, but the game how the weapons feel. Uh, going mm. back to the weapons a little bit when you're playing is so much fun. How your character moves, like the little two-step that they always go. Nobody ever, like, flat out, like, busts out into, like, a, you know, a marathon run. Everybody just kind of, like, skipping around, like, very light on their feet. Everybody is light on their feet. Even if you, excuse me, meet other hunters, enemy hunters and stuff, everybody's just light on their feet, just ready. They're all ready. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, this is... It feels good. It feels good when you use the weapons. Like I told you about like the when we were talking about Elden Ring like a little bit ago or a while ago. And how they put in Elden Ring what I loved about Bloodborne is when you have a heavy weapon or something and you scrape it along the ground and it creates sparks <laughs> and then it I'm like, yeah. You have no idea how cool that feels. And I'm like, that is so cool. And Enemies will do that to you in Bloodborne. Like, mm-hmm. uh, I think, was it Gearman who has his, like, axe that just goes, Kah! I'm like, oh, that hurt, but it was cool. Don't do it again, please. <laughs> uh, that's Gascoigne with the axe. Oh, Gascoigne, yeah, Gascoigne. Like, yeah, not yeah, Gearman. Phenomenal Gascoigne. kinesthetics on all that stuff. Uh, I just want to give think... a quick shout out to, like, what yeah. I think is one of the coolest inputs that you can do in video games. Um... <laughs> Because the dodge gives you iframes, um, there will be like those uh, guys with the long distance rifles. You know, they usually have dogs around them Uh, Mm -hmm. and they'll take aim at you and they have a nice long wind up and it's fairly predictable. And if you're good, you can lock onto them, just start like running towards them and then dodge through their shot as they shoot at you. (laughs) <laughs> and then yeah. just be like, you fucked up now. Yeah. And you get right in their face too. And then they're like, uh <laughs> <laughs> Well, I wasn't expecting that. Uh well. that's up there with like um uh shooting enemy projectiles out of the air as they are being thrown at you in Resident Evil 4 as just like oh, yeah. fucking cool moments. It's just like ah. I can't believe they thought I could do this type <laughs> that situation. Yeah, so, like uh, allowing that possibility space. It's yeah, just allow- like, yeah. Mm. And I, that is so incredible feeling to me. Um, like it, it's, it, it's amazing that I don't get that kind of feeling with the other games, like Dark Souls or anything like that. I just don't get that feeling that I get with Bloodborne. Um, and, and, and I, I would don't know. Agree I with don't that exactly because- know why. I I would agree with that. Like they are different and they're trying to evoke different feelings. Like I get tremendously good feelings out of a good Dark Souls fight, but they are different than than Bloodborne feelings. Mm -hmm. Like it's, um, yeah, something different about the rhythm of how they want you to engage with it. I I, Um, I think that's a good way to put it because I think it is the rhythm. Um, Dark Souls is very much take your turn. Um, yeah, it really wants you to look for an opening. It really wants you to um, bide your time until you get to the right moment. And Dark Souls is just constantly telling you to get in there, 
Go Bloodborne. Get off the bench. You don't, you know, no time to sit. Hustle. Yeah. yeah, well, Bloodborne is just like, it's more of a scrap. It's more like a, like a bar brawl almost, or a street fight. Because mm. you're just like, go, 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 go. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then like, I gotta get out. Because they're gonna swing at me. They're gonna try to kick me. The bag boys. They're just, they just <laughs> kick you into oblivion. Oh, they got them kicking legs. <laughs> oh, but then, they're gonna kick you apart. Yeah. Like, people, like, the enemies in Bloodborne, I think are, you know, I think a lot more aggressive, but in a different way. Because, like, you're hunting them, but a lot of them are hunting you. A lot oh, of them I are... mean, you get a couple of those werewolves, the the scourge beasts. Oh, yeah, they'll just be that's like, that's a bad time. Yeah, they'll, they'll, <laughs> they'll come right up in your face and be like, no, <laughs> you, don't, you don't belong here. They'll fucking, you know, they're a fucking cookie monster and you're a cookie. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just pieces but, flying all over the place uh, it's, it's it's that it's that like aggressive it's that like crazy when like a lot of dark souls is just i'm going to swing at you now i'm going to be very regal about this even though i'm a giant flaming monster that has a club no i'm gonna just rah, wah, wah. And, so Bloodborne is just like, I'm going to bite you. I'm going to bite you any way I can. I'm just going to get you. Like, a, a core lesson from Dark Souls is don't get greedy about, yeah. like, really knowing yeah. how much stamina you have, how much you can do before you overextend yourself. And when people have a hard time with those games in the beginning, it's because they're treating it like Devil May Cry and just wailing on the buttons. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Bloodborne also encourages you to to understand spacing understand your weapon understand those rhythms but also kind of encourages it maybe not encourages maybe taunts you to to it, get sloppy yeah. like it's provoking you into well, like bad i think the play. rally mechanic really really does that it is it is so aggressive about hey you want more health you know how to get more health you know how to do it. And I'm like, yeah. Oh, I I want I need health. I'm out of blood vials. I'm out of healing. The only way I can get health is literally rallying. But if mm -hmm. I get too close, something like that, if I mess this up. So it's it it's not just I have to stand back and heal. No, I have to get in there and heal. Yeah. Type thing. More so. more than any other game in the franchise, I have moments where I'm like, I shouldn't have survived that. <laughs> yeah. I, do, I don't deserve to be alive <laughs> and then the next enemy will kill you and it's probably going to be a crow um, but then you yeah. can just do the wonderful from software trick of realizing that enemies are slower than you and you can just do an absolutely <laughs> panicked mad dash <laughs> yeah. trying yeah. to be like where's the door where's the door <laughs> except except in um, the only time I had a problem with that is in the the forbidden forest I hate yeah. that place. It's Snake City. It's, it's, Snake City is the worst. Yeah. Snake's I, it's all over easy, the shop. No good. Yeah, yeah. It's easy to get lost in Snake City. So, <laughs> but, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's many, there's probably a couple more things about Bloodborne, like, style-wise or whatever, but that's, that's mainly why I, I love the game. The game's story is deceptively simple. Um, but it's still pretty deep because it goes through a lot of the 
okay, like it was kind of the who done it done it first, yeah. and the trick. It's like spoiler alert: we did it to ourselves. That includes you because you're a hunter. I'm like, I just needed a job, and he's like, and who gave you that job? but yeah it's basically but it's still really interesting to me because it is such a story about it's such a i guess a very contained story it's not a oh the whole world is gonna it's just this stuff is happening here you you guys messed up because the thing washed up on your beach and you're like you know what you know what'd be a good idea if we got with the local college I just started experimenting on it. And you know what? All these people in the fishing town, they don't know what's going to happen, right? Yeah. They're like, we're we're doing stuff. Yeah, Yeah, we got it. We're doing, we're doing intellectual things here. Okay. We're we're doing big, important science things. And your uh, uh, skulls existing is a problem for us. So we're just going to, we're just going to forego that. (laughs) You don't need them. Pop those bad boys out. See what's inside. Yeah, I think um, there's eyes in here. So yeah, like I, I think it genuinely is like a really exceptional tale about you know, uh, Lovecraftian themes of like forbidden knowledge and reaching beyond your grasp and like mm-hmm. the 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 seduction of powers that you don't understand because like regardless of if you uh, are able to look at this and, you know, from a detached point of view being like, well, if I was in their position, I simply would not commune with the great ones. Uh, you know, yes, very smart, very clever, Mr. Genre savvy person. However, mm-hmm. I can't emphasize this enough. It worked. It does stuff. Yeah. Like the great <laughs> ones are there and they want to help you. They want to communicate with you. They want to be involved. Yeah. And, you know, th- that's something and that I really love about. It's very much for better or for worse. It's a very much for better or for worse situation yeah. because there are great ones out there that will fuck your shit up. <laughs> but there are some ones that are like, no, nah, I just want to see what's going on. I just I mean, want to see what's happening. That's true. But regardless, like they're unknowable and maybe you can connect mm-hmm. with them on some level, but you don't understand them and you sure as hell don't control them. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, you know, uh, Shadow Over Innsmouth is probably my favorite Lovecraft story. Uh, yes, I know that Lovecraft is a problematic human. I'm not endorsing him, uh, et cetera, Absolutely. et cetera. Standard he, caveats. He, he's, he sucks. He, he's, a, he's a guy. He's he's that guy. Yeah. But, um, yeah. But Shadow Over Innsmouth, I think, is a really uh, great tale of like, you know, oh, you know, this church turned away from the one true God and started worshiping this demon from the sea. Why would you do that? That's insane. And them just being like, Jesus didn't do anything for us. Dagon gave us fish and gold. (laughs) We got stuff. I don't know what you want. One of them is doing stuff for the town. Yeah. (laughs) You know, and And it's hard to argue with. Yeah. uh, Yeah. deciding to worship the thing that actually does stuff regardless of the consequences in, right. in that in a certain because that's also a thing because that story is very fascinating too because that's also a like a isolated incident where people are like mm-hmm. yeah yeah of course why why wouldn't we do this why wouldn't you do this and then but then you step outside obviously as the like 
a, a person outside of the story and you're like so wait a minute if like if i'm over here though like i didn't even know about this place until i stumbled on it and you're telling me that all this stuff is a thing here mm -hmm. why isn't it a thing anywhere else what is, is happening it a to thing this? elsewhere uh, that's the thing yeah it's like <laughs> yeah. um what <laughs> is this the only thing time it's happened or is this the only time i've heard about it yeah and bloodborne has a very definitive answer to that which is this has all happened before yeah the thumerians and like the ruins of that like i mechanically the challenge dungeons suck uh oh, they're, they're not they're horrible super fun like i think they're conceptually interesting but the execution really lets them down but yeah. Like, narratively, I think they're so fucking cool that, like, you're plumbing through this ancient civilization that all of this happened before, and we're just blindly repeating it. Doing because... it again. Because we think we're in, and it all happens with, like, the, the church, the college, everybody's mm -hmm. like, no, we're smarter than that this time. We yeah. know how to, we know how to fix it. We know what went wrong. And yet, at the end of all of it, it's still going wrong. <laughs> And everybody it's still goes crazy. It's wrong. And, like, the, every attempt that we have to contain or control is just, like, naked barbarism. You know, the mm. stuff that they're doing at the research hall is, like, it's unspeakably horrible. cruel. It, it's the, just like, whoa, when you walk up on it, you're like, um, are y'all all right? <laughs> no! <laughs> that, like, yeah, that's, that's, a, that's the entirety, you could sum up the entirety of Bloodborne that way. Are you all okay in there? No! <laughs> yeah! Like, the fishing hamlet is horrible. Like, it's, uh, the, like, one of my favorite details is, like, oh, old Yarnum was burned to the ground. And it's mm -hmm. just like, oh, we all were taught that it was burned to the ground to contain this thing. And maybe that's partially true. But it was also burned to the ground to help hide evidence that yeah, the church it caused up. it. Like, this is, a, yeah. a, a, it's a conspiracy. It's a cover-up. We did and, this. It didn't have and, to and be it, like this. And it's funny because a character in Old Yarnum basically tells you that. He's like, I I'm a hunter like you, but I don't feel it's right to kill all these beasts. So I'm just going to kind of close it off. I'm going to close off Old Yarnum. And I'm just going to watch over him. Yeah. And I can't have you just going around killing all of them. These are people. Like, the fact that these are people, and the fact that he chooses empathy, yeah, for these creatures is like it's a foolish choice. It's a suicidal choice. Yeah, because these beasts will eventually human. kill you. Yeah, it, it that's a, and that's such a compelling that's such a compelling character that you who you run up to because he's like. Yeah, I'm pretty sure eventually these beats will kill me because they're not changing back. Yeah. But I still feel bad killing them <laughs> because, hey, I have the same job you do, dude. Yeah. I get it. But he's like, I get it. It's the job. But I don't like the job. <laughs> so yeah. I can like, choose to just be a hunter over here where nobody else wants to come and just do my hunter stuff over here. But... I don't have to kill anybody, but I can kill people that try to kill these people. I.e., don't touch, don't touch the merchandise. And if you do, I got a Gatling gun waiting for you right here. 
basically. <laughs> he he has like a, a clarity to his mission. Like he is one of the most lucid characters yes, absolutely. in the game. Where where so many people are deluding themselves into thinking that they're better than this, that they're above this, that they can control this. He's just like, no. I have been complicit in a cruel system that has done uncountable harm. And this is the small way that I choose to to atone for it. Yeah. And it's like, fuck, man. Like, it's 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 very noble. <laughs> it, I mean, it's uh, it's funny because a lot of characters in Bloodborne, basically a lot of enemies, but a lot of like just characters in general are untrust untrusting of you on principle you were a hunter and they know because everybody knows it that eventually they're gonna you're gonna come for them mm -hmm. because if you make the slightest wrong move they're like oh you're going beast gotta kill you type thing that's how they feel that's how they think so obviously everybody is not trusting of you but this particular hunter is like hey dude i'm gonna speak to you up here I know you got a job to do, but if you could please chill out and let me let me talk to you for a second. And nobody <laughs> ever kind of does that in this like in this yeah. particular game. Everybody just shoots first and asks questions later, ask questions later. But he's like, "Hold on." And you can choose to not bother him. You don't yeah. have to kill the guy. He like he... I didn't kill him because he didn't drop anything, but <laughs> he, wouldn't, <laughs> he wouldn't drop anything I wanted. <laughs> so gameplay wise, that's how I felt. But he puts a like... sign on the door that says, "Please don't come in." And then you come in. when you come in, he says, "I don't like that you're here. I would like you to leave, please." And only if you continue to ignore him does he fucking unload on you with a Gatling gun <laughs> in a set Gatling piece gun. that like genuinely. <laughs> caught me off guard real bad the first time and i just instantly oh, got, got mulched yeah. by that yeah, thing. everybody <laughs> did. i didn't think he was gonna do it he's like all right uh, and he gives you plenty of time he gives you plenty of warning it's not like he says it once he's like dude you come any closer don't cross that bridge don't do it you go across he's like okay don't go down these steps I swear, I swear to God, you come down these steps and you're like, eh, he ain't gonna do nothing. And he's like, all right. And it's just like, and it hits you and you're dead. Like you're dead within yeah. a second. And you're like, oh, he's serious. <laughs> I guess I have to worry about that. And he's always watching you too. So it becomes mm -hmm. like kind of a, you not only have to deal with the monsters around you, but you also have to deal with him, which means you can't be seen. Yep, <laughs> because you're managing line of sight. Yeah. Uh, it's cool. It's a great little set piece. But yeah. like, I, I feel like that's, you know, uh, I, I'm really glad that we talked about this because like, I wouldn't go to that as like my default example of like why this game is special. But like, I think it really is like a, a good microcosm of like, there's always more going on than it seems, you know? There's almost no wasted characters. There's no time that, you know, there's just a guy standing around being like, the king lives in the castle. It's, you know, everyone is complicated and everyone has a motivation and everyone has a context within the world. Yeah, and 
it's all happening at once too. Like like mm-hmm. I was saying beforehand, it's not like somebody's just been standing there, like you said. Like people are like, no, I'm about to go do this. You need to go do your thing over there. We only have one night, remember? You got a you got a night to just do this. So you go ahead and go over there, and I'll do this, and you do that, and I'll do this, and they'll do that, and everything like that. And I'm like, all right. So it, everything's happening kind of right then. It's very present. Like the, I I think a good example of this is also the snatchers the mm. bagmen because they're yep. only out they're wandering around but they i think lore wise i think they're only out during that night and they just steal people yeah kidnap them and bring them to yahargul the unseen city because they need more bodies for their fucked up shit that they're doing <laughs> we need more bodies just need more raw material yeah uh those like uh you find like the werewolf variants there and they're just like made out of like they're Frankenstein from like it's rogue gross. limbs. It's so one gross. of the grossest designs. <laughs> it's so good. That's so good. But it's just those, the right like, amount of gross. The uh I think they're called like the corpse caskets or something. Just like the coffins that explode with skeletons. Uh, those are oh, so you mean good. like the heads and all those like arms and stuff, and they're just like ah, nah, 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 Yeah, just you. burst out and they just start <laughs> skittering towards you it's like and ah. you're just like nope absolutely not <laughs> uh really wonderful amazing stuff uh let's take a moment and just talk about like some of our favorite aesthetic stuff like just just give a couple concrete examples because like i oh. need to just spend a minute <laughs> talking about how much i love mikalash like because <laughs> like there are people who fucking hate this boss fight yeah oh yeah Um, it's a pain in the butt boss fight though and like here's the thing i think that it is too hard and by that i mean he's got like his one attack that can one shot you which i think is unfair because i think this is a boss fight that you should only ever have to fight once i think it should be really easy you should just Mm -hmm. be chasing him around and then when you corner him he should die quickly uh i never have too much of a problem with it but i understand that it can be annoying with Mm -hmm. that said it is intellectually, like, on paper, like, the, the big ideas of it, it's the coolest shit in the world. Oh, like, yeah. He's got his giant cage on his head because that's the the tool that he found to astrally project his mind into the nightmare so that he could better commune with the Great Ones while his body has withered and died back in the waking world. So and he's basically been dead, and he's like, I know, which is why I'm not going back. And you shouldn't go back either, basically. But, like, but it's it's so cool. Like, he's on the threshold of it. He's, like, almost there, but he can't quite get, get whatever he wants out of it. You know, he mm-hmm. can't quite cross that threshold. And he's given up everything to do it. He's sacrificed everything to get one inch yeah. away from the finish line. And yeah. like the fact that he's like the, the boss fight itself. I love the music, those like horrifying corpse puppets that like oh, yeah. follow you around <laughs> again, all time great, like monster design. I think they're so cool. Uh, and just this... his incoherent rambling, which <laughs> he does uh, that a lot. <laughs> it's really good. Like just, 
he has so much personality and so much character and his when you kill him his final line isn't like oh i'm going to wake up in my body and my body is dead oh Uh -oh. no yeah he says i'm waking up i'm going to forget everything yeah and he's so sad yeah and it's like he he is and i'm pretty sure isn't he the one that started everything He's that, technically the one that basically not not started like the whole experiments on like the the fishing hamlet like him starting the nightmare I think or the uh, the the dream not the dreaming it's the uh, doesn't he have like a huge hand in that it's so like I the, don't think so like it's it is muddy like exact there's a lot of factions and a lot of like sub factions so you have like the healing church but within that there's the choir and the chorus and the the church hunters and the church hunters are different than the hunters yeah and it's the like church hunters are like the the cops <laughs> basically they're the professional cops yeah don't say shit to them yeah uh, <laughs> no, <I'm dead. laughs> you, you, you joke but that's Look, I think I can objectively say that all hunters are bastards. Like, I think that's just factually true. I mean, and that's the unfortunate thing about it is because even as the character is a hunter, you understand why you are needed. (laughs) It's because, you know, it's literally, it's one of those things where everybody has a hand in, like, truly, everybody has a hand and what is going on even if you're just an innocent bystander in your house where you can knock on a couple doors and they're like i ain't coming out there what do you think (laughs) or or my favorite my favorite (laughs) praise you (laughs) praise the healing church (laughs) yep yep and i was like i get it it's so funny and it's so sad and it's so hilarious at the same time because i'm like i i I get why you guys are scared, but you guys are also not helping. But I know why you're not helping. <laughs> so I know, but the the hunters only exist to solve a problem to, that yeah, they invented the in the first crea- place that they created. Yep, and it's like and, you know, and actually, the, the whole system's rotten. Yeah, the whole system's rotten. But it's funny because you know, it's it, it's really hilarious because some of the like some of the bad guys are actually trying to literally solve the problem in the most extreme way, like Mm -hmm. Mikolash. And I was like, you know what? He's kind of not wrong. (laughs) And how how he's going about it is like, yeah, I'm just going to turn everybody into like, into like bring everybody into the nightmare. Now, mind you, the nightmare is horrible because if you get too close to a certain line of sight of like the castle or something, you start to get frenzy and frenzy is the worst status in this game. That's like, yeah, that's in my short list of complaints. That's it's (laughs) it's too harsh. Uh, It's not fun to deal with, but Uh, friends. Yeah. The actual like image of like the eye of Sauron tower, like causing your head to explode just by by looking at it is incredible like and by head explode we mean like spears of blood coming out of your (laughs) head which actually happens when you start getting frenzy you start going yeah until eventually you go ah that fall over and you just went mad 
Uh, I think they solve this in Elden Ring with Madness, which is a very similar mm-hmm. status effect that doesn't feel nearly as as I, cruel. I'm say it's less harsh. I I know a lot of people don't like Madness. It's because they think it's harsh. I'm like, you have no idea what harsh is. <laughs> you have no idea. <laughs> when you meet yeah. uh, one of those like bell, those bell ghosts, whatever they're called, um, like the lantern. Like the winter lanterns. The winter lanterns. When you meet a Which, winter lantern, it just gets a hold of you, and you're like, okay, <laughs> I'm dead. <laughs> I'm just dead. Yeah. Win- winter lanterns are also in, like, my enemy design hall of fame. They're it's awful so good. to fight. But they look incredible, and they're constantly singing to themselves. Mm-hmm. Ah! So it, cool. It's so good. Yeah. Your turn. Like, tell me, tell me something, like about this game that like you just find really special you know i needed to talk about mikalash oh okay like uh one of my favorite uh basically set pieces i guess um i'm not gonna lie i love um castle canehurst castle canehurst has one of my favorite weapons in the game which Mm -hmm. is I, i forget what it's called it's like the pistol uh rapier it's called like the the rapier palash or something like yeah, that Yeah, the ripper palash or something like that yeah it's so good i that is the weapon that i found on accident because i walked in on that guy who has it mm-hmm. and he was just walking towards me and i'm like oh it looks like a guy i just took one hit of him and i killed him super quick and i didn't know he was actually hard and i was like uh <laughs> <laughs> and so i picked up the weapon i was like Neat. <laughs> yep. Pow. Pow. I'm like, oh, this is going to be fun. And I like the idea of you just scaling the castle to get to the very top where the king is just waiting for it's you. Great. He's just like, and you get a crown from him. And he's just, and yep. I think that's one of the coolest fights because it's just the king going, I, I'm, he's going to use so much blood magic and everything like that. And I'm like, this is actually, I love the design of the king. Because he looks like Gandalf. So so I do <laughs> but, just want to um actually you and say that that's not uh-oh. the king of Castle Canehurst. That's Martyr Ligarius, who... Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Who is, is actually, Alfred's boss. Yeah, basically. Yeah, that's my fault. Um, It's not the it's not the king, but I, you still get a crown from him, I think. Yeah. He's, he's wearing like, the, the king's crown. Like, he's co-opted yeah. it. He, he's uh, imprisoned himself as this, like undead bulwark uh against entrance uh it's pretty great yeah was it wasn't it him that went because i'm I'm starting to remember now wasn't it him that went to kill the like the queen and then he decided you know what i'm not gonna do that i i think it was just like i can't kill her and so so i'm just gonna stand here (laughs) so the best thing i can do is just seal her away and make sure that no one can can have audience well yeah i'm remembering that now which is actually really cool um, yeah, but yeah, I, I love any time about... you have to come up with a solution for how to stop someone who's immortal, and it's just like, well, you know, we're gonna do the Hellboy thing and just chop them up into a bunch of little bits and put each part in a box and scatter them to the four winds and yeah. hope for the best. Hope no yeah. one does a Jackie Chan adventures to, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to put them back together. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, just the idea of even how you get to castle uh canehurst you have to have an invitation that you have to get from a certain thing that you do and then you have to wait in a certain spot 
at a certain time. So the like the little um, like carriage comes and it just picks you up and then it takes you to this new area. And this new area, it doesn't set you at the foot of this area, like the steps. No, it sets you outside the gates without a – it just gets you there with a bridge behind you that's out. Like it has a huge hole yeah. in it, so you can't even go backwards. And you're like the, – The bridge is collapsed, and the horses are not only dead, they are long since dead. Yeah. And so just the logistics of getting into a haunted carriage and then stepping out of it, and it's like – Ah, that's so cool. Like, and then you get to the, and then the like the front yard is full of these little things that you've never seen before. Oh, they're the worst. The the skittering, yeah, the skittering like um blood ticks, ladies. And it's just the grossest thing ever. And you're like, oh no. And then the more you think about, the more you're like, blood, 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 (laughs) blood, blood. I get it. I understand. (laughs) I thought you were doing the Garth Marenghi. Blood, 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 his blood, crimson, scarlet, blood, blood, blood. Blood. (laughs) I just thought of that. That's really funny. Blood. I was going to just say like, yeah, it's like, bless us with blood. Bless us with blood. But yeah, I mean, it's it's just so... Yeah, that, Kane, I just like Kane the Hurst idea of is, is also yeah. like probably my favorite single area. Um, yeah. It's just yeah, oozing with style. It's good. In the in the enemies really inside, cool. like the the ladies that are ghosts, <laughs> where you can't see them until they get right up on you and then they stab you. Yeah, and they're, they're incredible. Like their screams are actually like <laughs> when they actually scream. I'm like, oh man. So I also like really like just that idea of. Because it actually freaks you out a little bit. It's like, oh, they're, you know, ghosts and stuff. But it's how they move around. Because you don't see them until the last second. And not only that, but you can't sneak up on them. Because they'll literally face you, like, immediately. They'll do an about face and just go, and look at you. And then they'll start walking towards you slowly in, like, like you know, like, long white dresses and stuff. And yeah. I'm like, Ugh. I'm just going to... I'm just going to go over here. There, There's one room where like there's a bunch of the ghosts and you're like trying to be sneaky about it. But there's a guy who's tucked away in a corner and he's not obvious and he shoots you with like a blow dart or something. Mm-hmm. And I'm not exactly sure what happens, but then like this magical rune like flashes red on top of you and it causes all of the ghosts to just like beeline on you and sh- yeah. all shriek at once. And it's... It is really the most, excellent. <laughs> it is very anxiety inducing. <laughs> yeah. It's just like I everything was quiet and then this happened and now I'm running. I'm like careening out the window, which you do a couple of times because you're going outside the on the ledges of the castle and you look down and you're like, that is a long way down and I don't like this. <laughs> yeah. Um love Kanehurst. And also, like, I just want to do, like, a minor uh, point of comparison and talk about, like, this this element of synthesis where, like, this is more than the sum of its parts. Other games have, like, played around in this space. Resident Evil Village did so recently, playing mm-hmm. with, like, a gothic horror aesthetic and it's got vampires and werewolves and all this stuff. Not nearly as cool to me. Yeah. Uh, like, I I like that game, but, like, it lacks 
whatever is so special about this one. Like, I can't emphasize enough, like, how special this game feels to me. Yeah. I I, I like the fact that they they don't shy away from the fact that it's literally werewolves and vampires mm. and all these kinds of, like, gothic horror, actual gothic horror things. And... They're like, and Frankenstein's this, like there's there's all yeah. kinds of stuff stitched together from body parts. And like, they're like, got, no, this is cool. This is this stuff is cool. You it's guys extremely cool. It. And I'm like, yeah, this stuff is cool. And it, it they they act straight up like werewolves. And I'm like, with clothes on. And I'm like, mm -hmm. okay, they have fit. They have like creatures from the Black Lagoon in the game. Hell like, yeah, this is literally the creature from the Black Lagoon. <laughs> yeah. We got Innsmouth up in this bitch, and there's that yeah. fucking whale ogre who sucks. Yeah, uh, not good. Great, not cool. great enemy design. Miserable to fight. Oh, yeah, horrible. Uh, but we we got a vampire, like, like yeah. uh, who's like, who, who would you consider Lady Maria to be? She's like the ultimate hunter. But yeah, she, like, has a lineage with, like, the vampires. I feel like she's kind of coded as a vampire uh because yes. of her her blood swords uh which are really cool they're, they're so she's cool. probably the cool from what i've heard she's probably the coolest uh boss in the game in the entire game she's the coolest she's like the coolest boss i mean i'm one of those basic bitches who thinks that you know uh artorius fume knight and lady miria are like pretty much peak from software boss mm -hmm. fight like those solo fights with uh, an enemy who has kind of a comparable move set um really do it for me and lady maria is just ah uh, so much fun to fight like it, it is very much a duel and that's what mm -hmm. i i know a lot of people have said that they like about it and i i agree because she's a hunter just like you so she's using hunter moves on yeah. you <laughs> which like there's a few of those fights you know you've got Gascoigne and Garman uh also but like she just feels so good and fair and there's just mm -hmm. like such a compelling rhythm to the fight uh and also like the storytelling that is happening just kind of passively is uh outstanding you know it's my mm -hmm. go-to example of why the from software storytelling really works for me yeah because we had played through the base game and then came back to the game for the dlc and it's just you know she she grabs you and starts talking and it's just like oh that sounds like the doll wait a minute that looks like the doll wait a minute wait a minute are the you doll the doll is modeled <laughs> after her oh so that means that this and then that means this and like i'm i'm in the middle of the boss fight for the first time and i'm like wildly theory crafting <laughs> while i'm doing yep. it like piecing together all this context of like oh she's using the hunter's bone which is a tool that i have yep. that causes me to like turn into like a little cloud and teleport for a short distance except she's not using the hunter's bone she's just doing it and I found the hunter's bone in a gravestone at the hunter's dream, which means that I have her bone. This is her Lady Maria's bone. Like, yep. ah, that's so cool. 
it, it's Lady Maria, and she and she kind of tells you technically, and she's just like, she, almost to the point of like, she's like, "Hey, idiot, <laughs> why are you even here? Why are you even asking me these questions? You know the answer. Look at me," <laughs> type thing. But she it, also says, "You know, I can't let you pass, right?" And yeah. He, but he's like, and then the hunters, of course, like, but I want to go. She's like, no, you're not allowed to go. And I was sleeping. <laughs> so you woke me up. You not only woke me up, but now you want to go back to ends, back, not to ends. I always said, I always said Insmith. <laughs> <laughs> back to the, uh, the fishing hamlet, which we're trying to cover up anyway. Mm-hmm. You got your job. Well, I got mine. So you can turn your little ass around and just go right back in that garden. Don't come over here. And you're like, come on, you know I'm going to go. Like, <laughs> All right. I warned you. And then she pulls out her like double bladed mm-hmm. thing. And she's mm-hmm. like, I warned your ass. And it's the coolest thing because you totally bring it's it so on good. yourself. <laughs> I find something really compelling about characters in these games just like begging you to just fucking stop. Like, <laughs> yeah. I know what you're doing. I get it. Please just stop. You don't have to do this. Just, you can quit anytime. Uh, we the, won't fight you. You can turn around and leave. <laughs> like yeah. so many like characters, so many enemies in like the Dark Souls series, they just want to fight you. They're just like, no, you came into my house and I'm, I just line of sight. They're on site all the time. But in Bloodborne, a lot of the characters are like, Please, I beg you, you don't know what you're doing. <laughs> Maiden Astrea from Demon Souls is still my gold standard of this, where it's a simple oh, yeah. boss fight, but she's just the whole time just like, please, please stop. I, I just, uh, I find that so compelling. I really love that kind of stuff. I, I do too, man. It, it's so good. Because it makes you, like, it was, it's like how I was thinking about, um, I forget his name, but the guy in Old Yardum. I don't want to kill him because Uh, I'm like... Heinrich, I want to say. Yeah, Heinrich. And I was like, he's an older guy. You know, he's probably been doing it for a while. I went up and talked to him. Like, you Mm -hmm. can go up to the tower and just see him. And he'll talk to you. You just don't attack him. Yeah. Because as soon as you attack him, he's like, oh, okay. I see how it is. But, like, I didn't attack him. I just went up and saw him. And he just like... Here I am. I'm not. I'm not here to fight you. Like, yeah. but I'm not gonna stop. I'm not gonna stop doing what I'm doing. Yeah, Everything you haven't I, changed my mind. Yeah, and I'm like, you know what? I respect that. <laughs> Have a nice day. <laughs> and I just left. Yeah. So. So yeah. cool. Um. So yeah, do you have any kind of closing thoughts? Uh, the the third question that I had was, do you think that there are lessons from Bloodborne that other games can carry forward? But I, I kind of feel like we've addressed a lot of it, you know, just uh, use systems to motivate the player. If you want the game to be aggressive, motivate them to be aggressive. You know, uh, this and Doom 2016 came out pretty close to each other. Yeah. And I think really changed uh, some perceptions about how people engage with these kind of games uh, in a really effective yeah. way. Yeah, uh, I mean, it. I, I think it is a testament 
how do I say this? Like going with kind of what you kind of enjoy type thing because, and I'm, I'm trying to explain this um, mm-hmm. because it's, it's how you just compared it to like, you know, with doom 16 too, doom 2016 um, is I played that game. And that game is a lot of fun as somebody who used to play like call of duty all the time and everything like that. And I think that game appealed to a, a lot of those types of people. Um, and the fact that it's like, oh, wow, it's Doom. They brought back Doom. This is cool. Oh, man, it feels so good because they polished the shit out of it. That's part of it. To where it's supposed to feel good. And it's the same thing. Like I feel like the same way about Bloodborne uh, in accordance to with another one of my favorite franchises, Devil May Cry. Not that they're the same oh, game, mm-hmm. but it's very action-oriented. It's very much go. Just go and do. Instead mm. of think, go and do. Let's see what you can do. Let's see what you can get done. Devil May Cry, the series, is very much that. Let's see how. Let's see what you can get done. And I feel Bloodborne kind of nudges me in that direction. In my type of style of those types of games. Because I love that type of game. Because that's... You know, I don't see that as an RPG. And I think even though Bloodborne is technically an RPG, it kind of went in that direction enough where I was like, yeah, oh, wow. If if I'm not saying it's like a one to one comparison, but I'm like, oh, wow. If, you know, the, you know, Dark Souls had a little bit more of an edge of. (laughs) It's got a little bit of character action in it. I would I would definitely agree. And I was like, oh, I like it. I like this feel. And, you know, I think one thing, I mean, I, I'm not an expert by any means. I just played video games. But if I did have to say uh, to like future developers or indie developers, which I'm seeing a lot more of, honestly, uh, what I'm about to say. Yeah. Is, don't. People like this stuff. People like old school action oriented like the game that you showed me beforehand that was like more of a Mega Man style thing and it was crazy it was just jumping around slashing swords and stuff but it looked clean and I was like okay I haven't really seen something like this in a while I'm trying to remember what uh what game trailer we're talking about because yeah I sent it to you like recently yeah but I'm starting to see more and more of it. And I'm probably, and like I said, I, I'm, I'm not, it's not like I'm on Steam just scrolling through like the Steam green light and looking for new stuff. But like, I, I don't know. A lot of, I feel really good about indie developers. And another, another example of this, another example of this, Hades. Hades sure. appealed to me in an incredible way. And I didn't think I would ever like a game like that. Like, be into a game like that. And I think it has something to do with just the style. And I'm like, are people just starting to embrace not only the like the gameplay design, the gameplay part of design? Because gameplay part of game design is good. You want to get down the structure. But never, never discount style. If you have a specific, like, 
style that you want to go through, even if it's like anime or something, mm-hmm. go hard in the paint for it. Because, I mean, even Elden Ring, which, you know, that appealed to a lot of people, I feel is still stylistically not as good as Bloodborne. Because I think when they did Bloodborne, and the same thing with Sekiro, in a different way, um, I will say that mm-hmm. about that game, is they just went full-on, 100% on stylistic choice of this is the world that we want to create specifically. This is the thing that we're going to look up so much reference and not just go a blanket thing of medieval medieval gothic, which I think a lot of a lot of Dark Souls is that. It's just blanket medieval gothic. Throw everything yeah. in the kitchen sink that is remotely medieval. But these two, those two specific games are very much very specific in their stylistic choice. And I think they hit it, hit like, like one, 99.9% um, positive, basically, with how I feel about that. I'm starting to see a lot of more games like that. And like I said, I'm just starting to see that. And they've probably been out there. However... <laughs> I like that. And this is just me personally saying, uh, don't discount style. I know a lot of things are simple, but Hades is a good example of how you get me into something that is, you know, I'm like, eh, roguelikes are okay. But then Hades came out and it, it just oozed it. And you know, they put a lot of work into that art. Um, Cause I love watching art. I watched like the, what'd you call it? The documentary for it. I was like, Mm -hmm. yeah, the excellent no clip uh, documentary series. Yeah. Uh, Shout out to no clip. They do love no clip. Um, But yeah, I was, that inspired me. And I don't say that a lot about games that I play. They don't just, you know, they inspire me to play more types of games like it, but they don't inspire me to create in a way that certain art styles and whatnot um do and hades was a big one because i started to just draw constantly i'm like yeah i could make a game and then i looked up how to make a game and i was like no i can't (laughs) not remotely (laughs) but i can kind of i can kind of design things and everything that and it just it the the inspiration just exploded out of me and the same thing with bloodborne the inspiration just exploded out of me and it just got me to see things put a spin on different on a different way of doing a genre and horror i like when people horror is not my favorite genre it's definitely like that's definitely more of a you thing mm. but i love when they put a different spin on it to the point that i'm like okay that's kind of cool never thought of that that's cool. And Bloodborne definitely did that for me because it's definitely a horror game. It's creepy. It's it scary. Is. Yeah. Un- uh, unquestionably. Anyone who says that it's not a horror game, I think, is is playing around with a, a goofy definition that I don't truck yeah. with. This is a horror game for sure. Um, but it's a horror action game, and I dig it. Yeah, yeah. It's not just horror. Um, yeah. And I think, that, I think they blend it very well. Um, so I guess what I'm trying to say is um people out there that like to like to make games or that make games blend genres please <laughs> <laughs> blend genres that don't even make any sense 
like you know i'm starting to see it a lot with like dating sims <laughs> it's so yeah, weird actually. but it's fun i i it, i think it's hilarious and i'm like please guys blending genres is probably one of the best ways to get people and not saying that this is like the goal but getting people that normally wouldn't touch your game to look at it and be like you know what i could dig that let me check this out because it's a dating sim about pigeons and i love birds <laughs> so which exist i, I know yeah, I, it's so. been on my list for a long time i'm gonna play it someday <laughs> of course it has uh, hot tofu boyfriend or something of the sort yeah but i'm like blending genres to me is a risk worth taking i know it doesn't work a lot but uh you know there's just something so chef's kiss about when you get it right yeah so yeah. um yeah i i i just to second that you know i i think that you really can't discount first impressions and like the way that a strong style a strong art direction like a confident vision uh, can just get people on board with you, um, you know, makes a big difference as well as, you know, uh, kinesthetics and making sure that things feel good in the hands and making sure that, you know, there, there's just a lot of ineffables that go into this kind of thing. It's difficult for me to elaborate all the ways that Dark Souls and Lords of the Fallen are different but <laughs> there's a really big, really big, really important distinction You did happening not there. have to take that shot. It's, it's, <laughs> you did not have to take that it's shot. It's in the margins. Like, there's a lot of small things. Um, so, yeah, just confidence, I think. Yeah, confidence. Is, That's is a big, a big one. part of it. Like, people can tell... People can detect confidence. Um, and, and to me, like... Confidence in art direction is something that I always feel. I always like get it on that like gut level. Mm -hmm. um, I appreciate that as well. Yeah. Um, which is why um, I know we're probably going to eventually do a, a, a an episode on this, but Devolver Digital does this a lot. Yeah, like Devolver curates style in a way that yeah, they 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 just they like poop style. Put it in a you know, like a cup, like package it and wrap it up uh -huh. and be like, no, we're serious about this. Uh, this so, is how the beast plague started. Yeah. <laughs> Bless us with blood. <laughs> uh, uh, minor appendum, uh, that trailer that I showed Corey that he was talking about that he was excited about um, inspired by Mega Man is called Gravity Circuit and it does in fact yeah. look clutch uh, yeah. kind of a Teflon name uh, it kind of fell off my brain but yeah, yeah, aesthetically yeah. really good mm, it, it, it is that is my kind of that's my kind of stuff right there I can tell it feels good in the hands by watching the trailer and that's a good yeah good sign and that's and and that is a good way to do it as a as an old school mega man enjoyer where that game wouldn't have worked if it wasn't for the control how tight the controls were mm -hmm. <laughs> you know yeah that is a that is a big deal and it also looks good it sounds good the music's incredible i was like I'm back in middle school 
<laughs> All right. Uh, yes. We could continue talking about Bloodborne for uh, many more hours uh, because we already have. <laughs> personally, oops. Uh, but we gotta we gotta draw it to a close. So uh, yeah, where can the nice people out there in Internet Land find you, Corey, if they want to get more of your shtick? Uh, yes. Um, as he has said, my name is Corey Revis. I am an illustrator and comic creator. You can also find me on Instagram at Earther One. That's E A R T H U R underscore one on Instagram. Yeah, and I have been Adam Bucheri. I am an animator and game designer. You can find my tabletop games at Bucheri, that's boo like ghost, cherry like fruit, dot itch dot io. Feel like running a uh, Bloodborne inspired game in tabletop? Uh, maybe check out Enter the Survival Horror. It actually uh, is a pretty, pretty good fit. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, that is... Obviously enough Bloodborne talk for now. For now. <laughs> for, for now. But, yeah. So, dude, without further ado, I gotta get going. So. <laughs> yep, me too. We'll, we'll talk about more Bloodborne stuff later. And other stuff, you know. You know how it goes. Alright, man. I will talk to you later. Alright, big love. Alright, oh, love you, dude. Oh. <laughs> I sent you. <laughs> I, was, I sent you a. I sent you my tentacle. Please respond. Oh. <laughs>